Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinock. Well, the subject of Christians being arrested for their faith has been all over the news the last few months, but there are stories that are not being told. But here at Freedom's Ring, we're going to bring you another one that I think will be even more shocking than what you have previously heard. Our guest today, Derek Williamson, Literature Director for the Texaco Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Did I get that right, Derek? That's right. Okay, so uh, Betty was uh, one of the participants in your literature ministry this past summer, and she was arrested. Can you describe the circumstances, uh, what happened to her? Yes, uh, she was working in one neighborhood in Lubbock, Texas, and... Um, when you say working, what, what, what was it that Betty was doing? Yeah, Betty was carrying Christian literature um, and going and meeting people from house to house and sharing that with people and offering them, you know, prayers, encouragement, and uh, also other services that they can join up, like health seminars and um, opportunities for families to get counseling. So this is a service that um, the church provides and and uh, uses young people to go do door-to-door ministry? Yes, every summer for the better part of the last uh, two decades, we've been doing this program with uh, high school and college students during the summer. About how many students did you have in the program this past summer? This past summer, um, including the coordinators, the leaders of the program, we had around 35 young people. That's great, and I'm sure they have a great experience serving God, going door-to-door and, and offering spiritual resources and literature. They do. As a matter of fact, at the end of the summer, we have a time where they share uh, their personal experiences, and many of them talk about how it transformed their life uh, while they're out there helping other people. You know, I did Bible work going into people's homes when I was a student, and I know it transformed my life as well. So um, tell us about how Betty got herself arrested. Uh, was she breaking some law by going door-to-door? No, um she uh, was approaching a particular door uh, in the late uh, evening of one day. We were out there, and she wasn't even able to knock on the door before an off-duty lady police officer opened the door, cut her off, and just said, do you have a, do you have a permit to be doing this? And uh, Betty said, well, you know, our leader or the coordinator of the missionaries said, we have some papers that we show. She said, no, 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 no. Uh, do you have on you a permit from the city to do this? And she said, of course, no, we're you know, doing some uh, missionary work here. And she tried to get the leader to come and explain. And the officer just said, no, I don't want to hear it. You have to stop. Uh, you need to you know, cease from what you're doing. Otherwise, you will you know, be in trouble. So uh, she radioed the leader, let the leader know, you know, hey, I have this experience. But um, we always have, you know, one person out of every hundred people we meet that is a little bit, un, you know, not happy with us doing uh, the work that we do, and, and so they give us a little trouble. But she continued on, and about three doors from the door where she met this officer, um, she was getting ready to walk up to that next door, 
and she heard a loud yell, and, and the previous lady that she had met, the off-duty officer, came running up and said, you know, you can't be doing this. She apprehended her right there, um, called in an actual on-duty uh, team of officers, and uh, had her in handcuffs about the time that the leader was pulling up in the, in the van to uh, come and assist um, Betty with, you know, what was going on in that street. Now, you said it was late in the evening. What what time of day was it exactly? I believe the first encounter was around 7.30 when she was okay. uh, first speaking with the lady. And so this was summertime, so it was still daylight at that point, right? For sure. And if she was three doors down, it was probably still daylight um, at the time that she was, uh, as you say, apprehended. That's right. So, okay, so I just, you know, when you said late in the evening, I'm like, okay, they're knocking on doors at, you know, 11 o'clock at night, and, you know, that would be kind of suspect, you know. I just want our listeners to know that, you know, this is perfectly sort of uh, acceptable American thing to do, to go and share your faith door to door. This is, uh, there's a long tradition in this country of people doing that. Um, you know, we tend to think of, of groups like, uh, you know, the Mormons or the Jehovah Witnesses doing it, but they didn't originate this sort of thing. Uh, you know, other Christian groups have been doing it uh, before, you know, forever. So, and uh, Seventh-day Adventists among them. So, okay. So what happened? She's apprehended. The, the on-duty police come. The uh, the the director of the program is the supervisor is there, and what took place next? Yeah, so um, the leader pulled up and um, you know was rolling down the window and and about to make a motion to speak with the officer, and she ran, the officer ran over and started yelling at uh, the leader and said, "You can't say anything. You sit tight right here." And then she walked back over to uh, where Betty and the other officers were. And at that time, when I got a call from the leader saying, hey, we've got a pretty serious situation here with the officers, because she was looking, we even have a, a couple of pictures that the leader took of um, Betty being handcuffed and standing there on the side of the road with the officers. So um, while I'm on the phone with the leader, um, you know, there was some discussions going on. We do not know what all was being said because uh, the leader was not able to even speak or get out of the vehicle to approach the officers and question them on what was going on. So um, eventually, uh, they loaded Betty into the uh, the car, the officer's police car, and they took her off. Uh, we did not know where, but assuming to the local jail. And uh, the officer did come back over. This is, and again, this is the off-duty lady officer that is the only one having any interaction with the leader. She finally comes over and says, um, you have to pick up all the others that are doing this, and you cannot continue to do this here until you go get uh, what they often refer to as a solicitor's or peddler's permit from the, from the local city. So um, that was at, towards the very end. You know, like you said, around 7.30, we wrap up around you know 8, 8.30 once it starts getting dark. And uh, the team came back to the church where all the other missionaries are staying, and I began to go to work at calling the local police and trying to find out exactly where and what was going on. Now, Betty is a minor, isn't she? She was in between her junior and senior years of high school, so she's probably like, what, 17? Um, she was 18. I think with you know um, her age in comparison to school, I think she was a year behind. Uh, for whatever reason, so she was already a um, 
she was no longer a minor during the summer. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm still concerned about, uh, you know, what the police were doing there. Now, let's just, before we get to the, the end of the story, uh, you know, I should remind our listeners that the Supreme Court has spoken repeatedly and decisively that you cannot require a license for First Amendment activities. That would constitute a prior restraint, a violation of the Constitution. You know, going door to door, uh, whether you're talking about Jesus or Muhammad or Buddha or your favorite presidential candidate, be it Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump, um, these are First Amendment activities. And you don't have to go down to City Hall and get a license to tell your neighbor, you know, what you think uh, they should believe, whether it's about religion or politics or, or whatever it is that you want to talk about. And, uh, you know, it's just appalling how often local authorities throw their weight around and think that, you know, they can require a license of door-to-door missionaries. Now, you know, having given that speech... Um, I know since you're in the business of, of running a door-to-door program, you're aware that there are commercial programs that really do take advantage of young people and are not on the up-and-up that the authorities should be concerned about some of the commercial programs. Is, isn't that right? Absolutely. So tell me what happened next. Betty's taken by the police. You don't know where she is. What was that night like? Uh, well, for one, uh, one of little to no sleep for myself. Um, I spent practically the whole night at the, uh, the jail, the detention center on the outside, speaking with whoever I could to try to find out where is Betty. Um, later we found out she was checked in at that facility around 8.15, but they did not let me know that she was there until about 3 a.m. Uh, I guess they had not processed her through the, uh, paperwork and everything they have to do. So um, eventually I get a call from Betty inside uh, the facility there, and she said, well, you know, in the morning we're going to have to go before the city magistrate. And uh, so she ended up going in there. Well, all the time I'm trying to talk to, who do we who do we talk to about getting her out? You know, we have attorneys. We're willing to pay the bail now and take this, you know, to, to uh, a trial. Afterwards, we do not want her to stay, uh, you know, the night in the facility in the detention center. So eventually... Um, I was not able to work that out. I think it was around 5 or 5.30 in the morning. She goes before the, the city magistrate, and as she tells it, he reviewed the case and immediately dismissed her with no bail and said she has no reason to be in here. And so she was dismissed at that time, and finally I was able to pick her up about 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so it was, it was a very intense uh, night of not knowing where she was, uh, what was going on. But uh, after talking with her, many interesting things took place. And she, even in the jail, to both officers and inmates, had many opportunities to witness for her faith. Yeah, I'm sure that, um, you know, at that time of night, there's probably some drunks in the jail or prostitutes or, you know, whoever. And they look at this kid, you know, and she's obviously squeaky clean. And they're like, uh, what are you doing here? And so, you know, she got to tell them why she was there. I'm sure that was a great witnessing opportunity. It was, and it's uh, very interesting because we, we vet the missionaries very well. They have to apply and go through a, um interview process before we have them going out there and doing this work from door to door. And, you know, she's out there, like you said, squeaky clean, a wonderful young lady. 
um, doing something that's very positive for her faith and for the community. And she's dressed. We have a certain code that we have. We want people to look sharp and professional. And everyone that saw her was like, what are you doing here? And you look like you just came out of church, you know. And so uh, she was able to, <laughs> to share a lot of, you know, good points and encourage a lot of people. And, and the good thing is she saw it as a... Um, as a wonderful opportunity, and as far as we can tell, it strengthened her faith, and and she uh, looks at it as a growing experience. But that was one thing that she said over and over again: is how many times she was able to to witness to people, inmates, and officers, many of whom said this is you know completely unconstitutional for her to be in that you know being detained uh, for that night for what she was doing. Now I understood from when you and I spoke um, a couple of weeks ago that. The off-duty officer that uh, detained her, um, was that the one that was fired because of this? Yes. Um, you know, we, we did have uh, an attorney that we spoke to with the church, and they worked things out, and they uh, were able to, you know, take it uh, a case against the city, and they won damages um, from the situation. That off-duty officer has been uh, terminated from the department, and... Uh, the city, from what I understand, I haven't got the full details yet, um, updated their code. As a matter of fact, the police chief said, give us 24 hours, we'll notify every officer that comes on their shift that Seventh-day Adventist young people that are doing door-to-door missionary work are welcome and they have a right to do this in our city. Wow. Well, this is a great story, and I know our listeners uh, will be inspired and wary that, uh, you know, it's not just the high-profile cases, but others who are being arrested Uh, just for sharing their faith. Our guest today has been Derek Williamson. We're out of time. This has been Freedom's Ring. Thank you for listening, and don't forget that Freedom's Ring is now available on SoundCloud on the Internet. Check out our Freedom's Ring SoundCloud radio station in iTunes. Don't forget, friends, freedom is not free. Be informed. Get involved. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom reign.